What's the cost of a tiny, simple, seemingly insignificant action that we do each day? In this edition of The Level Up, we delve deeper into the mind game of habits. We dig into the work of James Clear and the three steps he suggests to leveling up your habits. As we journey deeper, we also consider the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza and how emotions can bring to life not only our past memories, but our future ones as well. We lean into who we want to be and explore the bridge between intention and action, which leads us to wonder if we are setting ourselves up for success or staying safe in our comfort zone. Your future, that's the answer to the question I asked at the start. Because in the end, it's the things you do consistently each day that shape our life. And the next 30 minutes could change yours. Here comes the intro. Welcome to Mind Game, a podcast to level up your life. My name is Stephanie Payne Show, and I'm excited for you to join me on a journey behind the scenes where we'll dig into the stories of resilience, mindset, and unlock the simple habits that will help you change the game. Before we dive in, I want to express our gratitude for your continued support. Your energy powers our quest to provide content that encourages you to unlock new levels of personal growth and step out of your own comfort zone. If you're inspired by an idea or have a suggestion for a future topic, connect with us at mindgamelevelupyourlife.com. Your feedback is a power-up that helps us continue on this epic adventure. So if you're ready to get out of your own way and explore what you didn't know you needed to know, you've come to the right place. So buckle up, open up your mind. It's time to level up. Let's dig into the mind game. Let's look at the cost of different types of habits. So if we think about the cost of positive habits. The cost of good habits is now. It takes energy now to make that decision to be consistent, to commit to going to do the workout, to commit to reading a little bit every day, to commit to choosing something that is slightly healthier. The cost is now. The, the payoff, the return on your investment is in the future. So good habits cost you energy now. They give you big returns in the future. The cost of a bad habit is your future. The bad habit makes you feel good right now. It, you can have the chips, they taste really good. They're designed to taste good. They're designed to light up your brain. That's what those junk foods do. They light up your brain in ways uh, that would be harder to do if you were working out. So you have to consider the long-term costs. The cost of unhealthy food choices now is easy. I can eat whatever I want for supper. The peanut butter on toast was super easy tonight. But if I eat that all the time or I choose chips over other healthy choices, that's going to cost me my health in the future. So the cost of good habits is the now, better return on investment in the future. The cost of bad habits is now is easy, but later is hard. In Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about habits being the compound interest of self-improvement. So we know if you're investing with money, if you have compound interest over the long term, that is going to make a huge difference. Same with those small habits. 
Investing in yourself now over a period of time will make your future better than you could have ever imagined. The secret to getting lasting results, according to James Clear, is to never stop making improvements, not gigantic improvements, small, tiny improvements that you can stack together, create them in habits so you don't have to think about them, that will shape your life in positive ways. So he says, make tiny changes, get remarkable change. The book is called Atomic Habits. He says, atoms are the building blocks of molecules, so atomic habits very tiny, small things that we do each day are the building blocks of remarkable results. And here's a level up for you. So the level up number two is stack those wins together. So as we go through and we talk about habits, think about how you can stack one habit with another habit. And we'll talk about how the stacking process helps to trigger and helps you to keep and maintain those habits. But the level up is stacking your wins. So get up in the morning, don't look at your phone, that's a win. Get up in the morning, do your morning routine, that's a win. Get up in the morning, do your morning routine, don't look at your phone and take a couple minutes for you to think about what you want your day to be, to set an intention, that is a win. Think about all the small, tiny wins that you have in a day, you got out of the house on time, that's a win. You made a healthy choice, you made a healthier choice, that's a win. So stacking your wins is level up. Number two, let's go on to what I'm going to call the secret of life, which is hidden in plain sight. If you shift your habits, you can change your life. So really, the secret to life is what you do every day. It's not the big scary goals that you set. It's not the huge strategies that you put into place. It's the small actions that you do day in and day out that are the secret to changing your life. So let's dig into those daily actions and see what we can do James Clear talks about those small things that we do each day, those habits or those routines. Those are the pieces that are going to shift your life over the long term, and they are the source of incredible power for you. He says, think of it as small changes that seem so unimportant at first. If I shift just this one little thing, if I flip how I see the day, those can compound into remarkable long-term results that can completely change the trajectory of your life. He says the caveat to that is you have to be willing to stick with them. You have to be willing to put in the work to create them as a habit so that they become an automatic part of your day. Remember that 40 to 50% of our day is made up of habits. He goes on to say, the holy grail of habit change is not a single 1% improvement, but a thousand of them stacked together over a period of time. That creates a life worth living. As we think about habits and we dig deeper into them, one of my favorite quotes is by Alvin Toffler, and it is, three most important things that you'll need in the 21st century is the ability to learn, unlearn, and relearn. So we need the ability to learn, and then when we know better, we learn more, we have new information that helps us understand it better, we might have to go back and unlearn. We might have to go back and unlearn a habit we thought was good. So we unlearn, and then we need to commit to relearning. Those are really your three superpowers of your life. Learn, unlearn, and relearn and shift your perspective to help you see the world in a way that makes that possible. James Clear, this is an interesting quote. He says, we like to think that we are in control. The truth, however, is that many of the actions we take each day are shaped not by the purposeful drive and choice, but by the most obvious option. So consider 
the environment that you have around you. You can create an environment that will set yourself up for success. When I was thinking about habits, the daily routines, and the things that we do, they're also the ways that we've trained our brain to think. So the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about our brain is a map of the past. And if we continually do the same things that we've always done, we'll feel the same way and that will trigger the same actions and we'll keep looping in that map of the past, wondering why we can't make more progress. So he says, when we do the same things and we feel the same way, our brain is that map of the past and we continue to do the things that we've always done. And what he poses is a question of, what if your brain is a map of the future? And you might think, but the future, it hasn't happened. So how can I train my brain to do that? This is an interesting perspective that Dr. Joe Dispenza shares. He says the brain is the map of the past. So when individuals rely solely on their past experiences, beliefs, and perceptions, their brains essentially build that map of what the past is. In that state where we live in the past, he says, people tend to perceive and interpret their present reality through the lens of past conditioning, habits, and learned responses. So the map of the past helps create the habits. The habits help you see the world the same way. It causes you to do the same things. And when you do that, you live with predominantly the same patterns. You have limited thinking. You feel the same way. You don't make the progress that you want. When you live in a brain that's mapped to the past and you feel the same way and you do the same habits, that essentially limits the progress that you can make and how you can shift your life. In order to map your brain as the future, to create a pattern where you think and you begin to feel different and then you begin to act different. This involves deliberately shifting, and I'm looking at Joe Dispenza's work here, this involves deliberately shifting one's thoughts, emotions, and beliefs to align with the desired outcomes and possibilities rather than being constrained by what there was in the past. By focusing on a very compelling future and we embrace those new possibilities, we can actually start to rewire our brain. And remember I said that neurons that fire together wire together. So the more that we get to think in our future self, we get to be our future self, the more that your brain starts to wire that into action. So that can create new neural pathways that help us to break free from past conditioning. He emphasizes, and Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about visualization, meditation, and intentional mindsets as ways to help do that. And you can look up Dr. Joe Dispenza's work and dig into that a lot more. But I wanted to share that idea of mapping the future. Begin to think like your future self. I really like this line. He said, when you begin to think as your future self, when you begin to map your brain into that future, you direct your thoughts and emotions, you can transform your brain's neural architecture, create a brighter future that's aligned with your highest aspirations. But you can essentially become an architect of your future, an architect of your destiny. That sounds kind of cool. In Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, what I found was really interesting is when we think of things in the past, so that's a thought. A thought triggers us to feel an emotion. If we think of something sad, we feel sad. If we think of something in the past that's happened that can make us feel angry. So when we tell those stories of the past, we continue to map that and we continue to bring up those same emotions. Emotions are a chemical response in the body of how you feel. Now here is the level up number three. The level up is that your brain doesn't know that the emotion actually happened in the past. By thinking about it, we can actually make ourselves feel that way. And so for those of you that are following along, you're already thinking about, so if we map to the future, 
and we create a very compelling vision and we create emotion or we create thoughts that trigger positive emotions and trigger us to think about what that would feel like in the future, your body starts to react to those emotions because the brain doesn't know that that hasn't happened yet. So when you create your future reality, you start to shift how you feel in the present, which enables you to take actions or empowers you to take actions, which step you closer to that future state. So the key thing to remember from Dr. Joe Dispenza's work is that the brain can't distinguish between that emotion was in the past or it was coming out of something you were thinking about in the future. Emotions happen in the present. They trigger neural pathways in the present. We actually can see that happening in brain scans when people think about the past or the future. So if you're going to cause your body to react in that way, why not flip it into the future state of who you want to be? So one of the things that we need to think about, you might think that's great, Stephanie, that's lots of interesting information. What do I actually do to create the motivation and the momentum and the consistency to cause a lasting or sustainable change? In James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, he suggests three things. Number one, we need to consider our identity. Who do we want to be? When we think of that future state, what's the identity that you want to have? What do you believe and who do you wish to become? So it's open to you. Do you want to be someone who works out that says today is leg day, tomorrow is arm day? I just did 500 uh, ab exercises. I'm on day 531 of this fitness journey. Or do you want to be someone who thinks that's really cool that you work out and that's great that you eat healthy, uh, but that's not what I do. So who do you want to be? You have to create that compelling identity of who you are in the future. So what do you believe and how do you want to get there? You might have to shift your beliefs. You might have to look at your worldview. You might have to consider how you're judging yourself, how you're talking to yourself. We are the people who talk to ourselves the most. So most of the beliefs, assumptions, and biases you hold are associated with this level. And the great news is you can become anyone that you want to. You can learn to think like anyone that you want to. What you have to do is decide. So one of the first things, the other level up here, is deciding, making a decision to create that future identity so that you can take steps towards that. Not big, giant, drastic ones. We're gonna talk about small changes. Step one, we need to look at where we're going. We need to have a target. We need to think about who we are. If we identify with that, we can build that future map. We can feel what that's like. We can take the steps to make the change. That is what James Clear says is step number two, changing your process. So you need to change what you do in order to get to where you want to go. Those are the habits. Those are the routines. Those are the small things that you do each day that you don't think about. Shift those small things, automate them, make them new habits, and that will step you closer to that future state. We've said, number one, think about who you want to be. Number two, think about what you do. How do we shift what you do? How do I shift what I do to make changes? The third level is changing your outcome. So seeing the results. If you shift your identity, you shift what you do, you will start to get different results. When we get different results, that reinforces the identity that we're stepping closer to, which reinforces the different changes and uh, the new habits that we've made, how we've shifted it, which gets us more results. And that creates a positive feedback loop that keeps us driving forward. The underlying part of that is consistency. We have to keep moving forward. We have to keep creating those positive habits, but again, start small. So 
change your identity, change what you do, that will change the outcomes that you see. James Clear talks about becoming the architect of your own life. Dr. Joe Dispenza would say that. Jim Quick talks about it. You have the ability to shape what your life looks at. You have the ability to create that future identity. You have the ability to shift the small things that you do each day, which can create different results. And so if you think about the things that influence your ability to become the architect of your life, we do need to take into account the role of the environment. How you design the environment can set you up for success or can put you into situations that make it really, really hard. So to simplify this, think of somebody with an addiction. If somebody has a, an addiction to uh, highly sugary foods and you spend your time around environments where there's access to people who encourage you to do those things, it's much harder to shift that habit. If you change that environment to an environment where you have the opportunity to make healthy habits, you're surrounded by people who are going to encourage you to go in that direction. And I'm not saying in any way, shape or form that an addiction is an easy thing to shift, but I'm using this to uh, share an example of how shifting the environment can make a difference. So think about in your home, take those unhealthy snacks away, put them in a cupboard that's hard to get to, put them in the basement. So every time you want a chocolate, you have to walk down and get that. Is it really worth all of that energy to do it? Just think about how you can shift your environment. Think about how you can set your environment up for success. You can put your phone in the kitchen to charge overnight. It doesn't need to stay beside your bed. If you're saying, but that's my alarm clock, we did live without phones as alarm clocks for many years. So you could use an actual alarm clock or a different type of device. But I think Jason Horeshia says, our habits are simply reliable solutions to reoccurring problems in our life. So one way to think about things that you need to change or what are some of the problems that you have? What's a habit you can shift that will help you to overcome that obstacle? One quote says, environment is the invisible hand that shapes human behavior. Think about how you've set up that environment and how is that impacting it? It says the secret to self-control is to optimize your environments, create an environment where those temptations don't exist, and you'll be able, better able to use your willpower and your discipline to stick with the habit that you've chosen. James Clear says addition by subtraction. When we remove the points of friction that sap our time and energy, he says we can achieve more with less. If any of the brain research that I've looked into is that our brain likes easy, we will default to the easy. We will default to what we have always done. So make it easy. Make the environment an easy way to support yourself in those positive habits. The next thing to consider in the level up is what's something that you could shift in your environment? What's a habit that you'd like to shift? What's a way that you can support that with the environment? So this quotation is really interesting. It says, true behavior change is identity change. You might start a habit because of motivation, but the only reason you'll stick with it is if it becomes part of your identity. So in the work that we do with teachers and goal setting, we always talk about creating a vision. What does the end product look like, sound like, feel like? What is going to happen when you work towards that goal and use that strategy and do those daily actions? What's that vision or identity? because it's going to get hard. And if you can see and have an emotional attachment to what that future self could look like, that is what's going to help you through the harder days. This next one says the ultimate form of intrinsic motivation is when a habit becomes part of your identity. It's, the, it's one thing to say, I'm the type of person who wants this. It's something very different to say, I'm the type of person who is this. I am the person who works out. 
I want to be the person who eats healthy. I want to be the person who gets to sleep right away when they go to bed. I am the person that created this podcast. Think about what identity do you want to have? Who is the person you want to become? Here's another one. When your behavior and your identity are fully aligned, you are no longer pursuing behavior change. You are simply acting like the type of person you already believe yourself to be. When you align yourself with your authentic and true self, the energy will flow strongly. It won't take as much energy to do that. That Never underestimate the power of aligning yourself with your true authentic purpose and the power that lies within that. The other part of this, and again, this is all connected, it says your habits contribute most of the evidence that shapes your identity. In this way, the process of building habits is actually the process of becoming yourself. So when you create the identity and you create the habit that changes what you do, you get different results. That provides the evidence that says, yes, I am a person that makes healthy food choices. Yes, I am a person who meditates. Yes, I am a person who reads. That feeds the identity which feeds your actions or the habits which feeds the results that you get. And that creates a loop that will keep you going. The other reason that identity is important, this quotation says, behavior that is incongruent with the self will not last. So if you are not in alignment, if your identity doesn't align with the habits that you're trying to do, if you don't see yourself as someone who exercises or makes healthy lifestyle choices or has a growth mindset, it's going to take more energy and you're not going to be able to fully keep sustain that. You won't have the willpower to keep going and you will eventually revert back to your former former habit. James Clear says, we are continually undergoing micro evolutions of ourself and your habits are how you embody your identity. So the level up I mentioned earlier is that you have to decide. You have to decide that you, this is it. I'm making a change. These are, I'm taking a small step forward for myself. I'm investing in my future self. Uh, sometimes the, the other level up strategy that I use is what would my future self thank me for tomorrow? My future self would like it if my lunch was mostly packed so it made it easier to get out of the house in the morning. Uh, my future self would appreciate it if I just did that now instead of thinking I'll do it later. So it starts with a decision. That decision that you are worth it. It starts with a decision of who you want to be to build that identity that we talked about. It's a decision about what you stand for. What are your values? Who do you wish to become? The other question that's really interesting that I came across is when you leave this planet, what is the legacy that you want to leave behind? What is the difference that you want to have made in this lifetime? That's how you want to align yourself. So all of this starts with a decision about who you want to be. And from there, we need to think about what we do and how we can shift a small, tiny part of our day to move us closer to that because we have a much higher probability of sustaining that change if it's small, we're committed to it because it aligns with our identity and we begin to see results. And again, to do that, we have to take consistent action. So habit change is very closely related to consistency. So it's not the big changes, it's the small things that you do day in and day out that aren't very exciting. But those small changes make the difference when done consistently over a period of time. One phrase said, every action is a vote to the type of person that you want to be. So how do we change a habit? We decide. 
We decide who we want to be. We decide why that's important to us. We begin to map out our future. Then we take that action and we do it with consistency. In order to do it with consistency, you might need to reach out and set up a network of friends who can help you with that. And Jane McGonigal talks about that in her book, when she, it's super better, when she says, find your allies, find the people that will reach out and say, did you win the battle with the sticky chair today? Did you win the battle of making one healthier food choice today? And you can share that, yes, I did. There are other strategies about assigning yourself a superhero name, about naming your villain. So if sweet and sugary food is the villain, you could give it a name and then your ally can call you up and say, hey, did you win the war against the sugary food today? And you might be able to say, yes, I won today, or here's a step that I took towards that. So let's think about how do we change a habit? It really comes down to the three steps that James Clear points out. But before we get to even that first step that we talked about, it takes a decision. You have to decide that you are worth it, that you want to move towards that future self, that identity, that you want to invest fully and commit to that. A decision to value yourself, to create habits that are going to pay off in the long run, that are going, it's going to be harder now, but it's going to be easier and you're going to be healthier later. So it starts with that decision to create your identity, to think about who you want to be, to start to map that future in your brain. And then where we want to go is taking those actions. And we want to create habits that help us to consistently take those actions because actions taken consistently over a period of time become habits. And when they become habits, we know that that truly helps to shape us and sustain us over a long period of time. Now, how do we get from the intention that we set to create that future self, to map out that identity of where we want to go, to the action of actually doing it? It's not motivation. And this is the quote from Chris Williamson that I shared that popped up on TikTok and Instagram. Discipline eats motivation for breakfast. Motivation is great, but you're not always going to feel like it. Some days you, you just won't. Some days you'll get up, you'll go to the gym, you'll do the workout, you'll eat the, make the healthy choices, but some days are going to be hard. And so what's going to take you from the intention and creating that identity and knowing what you need to do to actually doing it and create the habits that are going to sustain the change? The bridge is discipline. Discipline is your ability to do what you need to do, whether you feel like it or not. Whether you feel like working out, you're going to put the workout clothes on, you're going to go down to the basement, you're going to start the app and know that whatever Carolyn Gervin says, that's what you are going to do. And the discipline is going to create the consistent actions and the consistent actions are going to over time form the habit. And so when I think about hitting day 531 in the fitness journey, do I feel like doing 10 minutes of activity all the time, every day? No. But do I use what David Goggins talks about as the myth of mediocrity, the idea that if I say I'm going to do it for five minutes, or in this case, I set my minimum, my minimum standard is 10 minutes of movement, uh, which could be 10 minutes of yoga. It could be an hour and a half of working out with weights. It could be going for a walk. It could be going for a walk jog. I'm not quite full on into jogging yet. It could be taking a walk at lunch. The myth of mediocrity is if I can commit to those 10 minutes or the five minutes, whatever you set out, you're likely going to do more because once you get going, you can do it because the thing that costs us the most energy is that activation energy, that push to get started. Once we're doing the thing that we need to do, we will keep going. 
And so that is how you create habits that can change your life. So discipline refers to the ability to control oneself, to adhere to a set of rules or standards. Discipline refers to exerting willpower and self-regulation to overcome temptations, distractions, or impulses that may lead to undesirable outcomes. In the book, The Switch, Chip and Dan Heath talk about willpower is very limited. You will hold out for a certain period of time and when you've lost that energy or used up that willpower that you have, that's it, the next person that offers you a chocolate chip cookie, you will take it. You might have resisted the popcorn for 30 minutes that was set in front of you, but as soon as somebody says the cookie, I'd all in for that because willpower is limited and it takes a lot of energy to do that. So think about how you can create the conditions for success and set yourself up for success. Discipline often requires a conscious effort and decision-making in the moment to resist immediate gratification in favor of long-term goals. So discipline is what you do now when you don't want to, to get to where you want to be. Discipline is going to be your friend in the process of establishing that consistent routine, that consistent behavior of stacking habits together so that they connect, so that you can get to the desired action. The more that we do that, the stronger the neural pathway becomes. So remember, we talked about neurons that fire together, wire together. And so the more you repeat that action, the more you use that discipline to create a repeated, consistent action, the less energy it's going to take in the long term because you're going to create a habit and strengthen that habit over a period of time so that it can support the desired behavior. The other thing that discipline does is it helps us to overcome resistance. It helps us to build the mental fortitude and resilience, which are essential qualities to habit change because we won't always get it right. We will have to restart creating accountability. And I know some people mentioned this online. You need to hold yourself accountable and discipline is one of the ways that we hold, hold ourselves accountable for our actions and our choices. Discipline requires a willingness to take responsibility for our behavior and the consequences that it brings, whether those are good or bad. And so if we set clear intentions, we set clear expectations, we, we create rules or environments that help us to move in that direction, we can hold ourselves accountable. One of the ways that you can cultivate self-trust is through discipline. You create consistent action and you do that. That builds your confidence. You know you are a person who can do that. And you set out to consistently do that. You follow through with your commitments. You build trust with yourself. You do that with others. We honor our intentions. We turn them into action. That creates the evidence that reinforces that habit creation chain. And it helps us to remember that we are capable of making progress, of making positive change. And this sense of self-trust, it talks about strengthens our resolve. It empowers us to pursue even more ambitious goals. So I've mentioned a lot of things in today's episode about habits. I'd love to know what works for you and we can get into, and I'm going to do an episode to shout out all of the amazing habit suggestions that I didn't mention that were shouted out on social media. So please keep adding to those comments. What are some of the things that you can do to perform the ultimate level up? Choosing a healthy habit is the ultimate level up. How do you start? You make a decision. You decide who you want to be. What is the action that you're going to do to get there? How are you going to do that consistently? You bring in the bridge, which is discipline, doing the thing you don't want to do regardless. So you bring in that discipline and that is going to help you step closer. Are there strategies that you can use to help you keep those daily actions in play, to keep them going every day? Yes, there is. 
And so some of the things that you could do, we mentioned stacking your wins. So look at what are all of the positive things that you have done that are moving you closer to your goal. Shout those out, share them, count them, talk about them. Those are going to help you keep it front of mind. Here's something interesting. I listened to a video uh, from the creators of Duolingo. So they were challenging themselves to create something that was needed in the world. And so they thought if we can help people to learn languages, we can actually change lives because learning English, for example, can change their life, especially if you work in a country where uh, your tourists are primarily English speaking. So if you can add another language for people who don't have access to actual other people or may not have access to classes that they can take, you can change their lives. You can impact their income and you can impact in turn the lives of them and their families. So the, from the creators of Duolingo, they said one of the things that they use in the app is the idea of a streak. Our human brains love it when we continue on a streak. So I know my daughter talks about Snapchat and uh, the number of snaps in a row that they have or that streak. Do you have a workout streak? What is it that you can keep going that you wouldn't miss? Because on day 531, if it if we don't get home from a volleyball game or tournament until just about midnight, I still have to do my 10 minutes. And if I do my 10 minutes of yoga, I will probably do 15. I will probably do 20 and I will probably feel better after I do that. So how can you create a streak in what you're doing that will help you move forward towards your habits? The other thing that I say to myself is, what would future Stephanie really appreciate? So what is that future level up that I can do now that'll really make a difference to me later. So here is your mind game, level up your life challenge. It is for this solo episode, which is the level up. Your level up is to select one tiny habit that you can start to shift and let us know what that habit is and how, where do you want to go with it? So one of the quotations that I came across with regard to habits is the seed of every habit is a single tiny decision. So what's something, what's something small that you could shift in your life that over time could have a huge impact? Maybe that's drinking an extra glass of water. Maybe that's reading three pages. Maybe that's committing to five minutes of movement in your day, whether that's walking around your house or walking outside. Maybe it's committing to a connecting with a friend or sending a message of gratitude to someone. Small, tiny things, when they're stacked together, create lasting, sustainable change that over the long run will create a life so much better than you ever imagined. Thank you so much for watching. I hope this episode was helpful. I cannot wait to talk to the people who commented on social media and offered to come on and talk about habits. This is what the Mind Game podcast is about, talking to people about the different habits and strategies that they use in all aspects of their life in order to help level up. Thank you for watching. In case no one has reminded you today, you are worth it. You are worth the investment. It all begins with the decision to start, and every decision that follows is a step towards crafting your future identity. By embracing the power of shifting small habits and taking consistent action, you have the opportunity to transform your life in remarkable ways. 
Discipline, as we've learned, is the bridge between intention and action. It's the unwavering commitment to doing what needs to be done, even when you don't feel like it, even when motivation slows. So I challenge you to harness the power of discipline in your own life. Start by identifying one small habit that you can shift today and commit to it with resilient determination. Build supportive environments, including the people you surround yourself with, and hold yourself accountable as you embark on this journey of bringing your future self to life. Remember, you are the one that can turn the page and write the next chapter. And the path to personal transformation begins with a single decision. So, dare to decide who you want to become and let your actions create the level up that you've been waiting for. Join us next time as we continue to explore the limitless possibilities of the human mind. Until then, stack the wins and do what your future self will thank you for tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Here's your Mind Game episode challenge. Share this episode and select one habit that you would like to shift and decide to make it happen. Hashtag it, level up your life. Thank you for choosing to listen to Mind Game, a podcast to level up your life. We hope that you've enjoyed the insights, inspiration, and habits shared in this episode. Your support is a game changer, and we are incredibly grateful to be on this journey with such an amazing community of listeners. If you have any wonders, questions, or suggestions about this or future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on social media and share your feedback. Remember, you can catch all of our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It helps us bring valuable content to you, our listeners. Don't want to miss the next episode? Join our Facebook group and email list and get ahead of the game. Until next time, remember to mind the game so that you can get out of your own way and level up your life.